The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, where the sun decided to grace itself, grace us with its presence today. There you go. Thank you. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. You know we're the number one rated Texas high school football podcast out there? Wow. How about that? Must be tough. Good job, us. Yeah. Um, Normally you can watch us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, but uh, we are currently getting the studio uh, together. It may end up being uh, not this Monday, but next Monday, the Monday of game week that we debut the sta- studio. Um, no promises, but we're we're tr- we're working as hard as we can. Uh, we've we've hired in a bunch of uh, a bunch of people to come in and help with this. Uh, that's what Shehan is coming in for. Right, right. Pres- basically, just a day laborer. Um, <laughs> Anyway, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 56th birthday today. I could have gone with Madonna, but I'm not. Instead, celebrating his 56th birthday today, Michael Scott himself. It's Steve Carell. Oh, beautiful. I just listened to uh, the Recapables episode about the dinner party episode. It's... Mm. Is that that the best Office episode of all time? So the debate was between that, the Dundies. The Dundies is great. Casino night... And uh, the injury. The injury is probably my favorite of all time. Casino nights. Which one's the injury? He steps on the Foreman grill. Oh, he steps on the Foreman the grill. The Foreman grill. The point, I think, of all of them is, well, Shea Serrano's argument for or for uh, the Dundies is that it's a great episode for like feeling good. Everyone comes yeah. together by the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, for my money, uh, the dinner party and the injury, nearly every line is a joke. Like, they're on a heater. The yeah. writers are just pounding you with jokes every line, which mm-hmm. is tough to do. It is good. Yeah. It is a very good show. Yeah. We're speaking, of course, about BoJack Horseman. Yes. Um, and sitting to my right, the Dennis Smith Jr. to my Luka Doncic, oh, our yes. West African prince. It's Ishmael Johnson. Um, is it, I, I wanna, I'm, I'm, you're an NBA guy, yeah. much more than I am. Right. I'm trying to get into the NBA because I, I really... It'll I, happen, man. I realized, I realized how much fun I was having watching the playoffs last, right. last, last year. so much fun. I was like, dang it. And you'll, is, like, you'll like Twitter a lot more. This is, well, I've, I've been on record as saying NBA Twitter It's the is, only Twitter. Yeah. It's like a top three Twitter. Right. Easy. Right. Um, and so I, I want to get into the NBA more. Um, I'm okay getting excited about Luka Doncic, right? Oh, God, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, my goodness. I believe uh, it was Michael Porter tried to call him overrated, and then one of the overseas guys says, no, uh, uh, a Eurobasket or EuroLeague MVP is not overrated. A guy who's played like four minutes is overrated. Yeah, speaking as a Missouri grad, <laughs> let me tell you, Michael Porter Jr., who's going back under the knife for another back surgery, yeah. uh, maybe you don't have the, the place to start saying that. No, anyway. no I, I, I'm a Suns fan, but I, living in Dallas, I'm excited to see okay. Luka Doncic. I'm going to have to go to so. a couple games this year. Yeah. Today is Thursday, August 16th, 2018, 98 days until Thanksgiving, episode 606. 606, Bob Johnson's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career, not to be confused with the Bob Johnson who played for the Senators in 1961 and 62. This is the Bob Johnson who played his only 98 Major League Baseball games with the Rangers from 1981 to 1983. The pride of Dallas Kimball High School, a Kimball Knight, and the nephew of Ernie Banks. 
but not to be confused with Bob Evans, who is famous for restaurants. His his like biscuits and gravy, and who we found out on Hard Knocks is uh, a favorite restaurant of Baker Mayfield, and who, and who did not realize it was a chain. And not to be confused <laughs> with Mike Evans, who basically <laughs> won Johnny Manziel the Heisman, or at least helped get a lot of help <laughs> with him. Um, we can continue this. Not to be confused <laughs> with um, Evan Almighty, another Steve Carell. Wow. Movie. <laughs> okay. This is why we're your favorite podcast. On today's show, guys, we're going to discuss which FBS coaches are m- in, under the most pressure to win in 2018. And there are a couple. There's a couple that definitely spring to mind, but I've got a couple of deep cuts that I think, uh, for different reasons, are under big pressure to win. And then back half of the show, we're going to hear from the head coach of the John Tyler Lions. Oh man! Guest number one on this show. That's true. <laughs> back on episode one, back uh, five years ago. Yep. Not five. What three years ago? Three years it'll be, ago. It'll be three years in October. Yeah. Um, Rickland Holmes will join us, uh, or he won't join us. We already talked with him. I tell you, yeah. it's a great interview. Uh, but love Coach Holmes. Love chatting with him up. So we're going to chat with him at the back half of the show. Um, I need to um, ask for some advice from you guys. Okay. You guys are both significantly more athletic than I am. Uh-huh. So on Sunday. I appreciate that, by the way. Hmm. Our, on I don't Sunday. know if we've if it's been proven that Ishmael has any athletic ability. I mean, you know, he just has an athletic fine. build. So here's the thing: yeah, he that, looks that's like a he good could point. he could pull something off. So you get the pass because you are a college athlete, right? right. Like you you have that forever. Yeah. You'll be you'll, even if you gain 600 pounds, yep. you'll be like, oh no, he's athletic. It's mm-hmm. a good pass. To yes, have. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think like Robel plays a lot of basketball. Bad athlete though. And he'll be the first to tell you. Not a great athlete. Bad athlete, but he's got some athletic skills. Got some skills. I've, Those, shown, I've seen him yeah. throw a football and kick a, like a 30-yard field yeah. goal. I was about to say he had right. a field goal. Right. Yeah. He, can, he can make it work with those limbs. Um, is Kendall athletic? Kendall, our operations? She, she, I believe she played volleyball in high school. That sounds so right. That sounds right. Someone yeah. her height, I feel like she's a libero. Libero, yeah, yeah, yeah or a setter. Court, yeah. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor is, of course, very unathletic. I don't know. I have no it's idea. Well, no, he, no. He, he, he plays he, basketball. He played right? basketball. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So he has in Kentucky of all places. Oh God! So, so he's, um, he's yeah. he has all his own. Yeah. yeah. So in any case, I'm going to go with the rec uh, on the record that you guys are more athletic. Than me. Let's just <laughs> yeah. start with that. Fair enough. So Sunday, as part of Texas Football Days um, promotions for Fox yeah. Sports Southwest, which is coming, by the way, it's the two live games that are airing August 31st. Um, it'll be Longview uh, and Lufkin. I'll be in Longview, so if you're in there, come say hi. Yeah. And then the pre, the one before that is Brock and Brownwood. But as part of the promotions for that, uh, I'm going to the Frisco Rough Riders game, the double-A That's affiliate right. of the Texas Rangers, yeah. mm-hmm. on Sunday, where it's going to be um, football days night at the Rough Riders <laughs> game. It's still like a promotion where they're, they're sponsoring and there's yeah. going to be football stuff all over. Sure. As part of that... Myself, Rick Renner, and Aaron Hardigan will be throwing out a first pitch yeah. at this game. Right. Now, I have not thrown a baseball in probably five years okay. in any sort of competitive you, you, you sense. You play softball, but I play softball, not the and, same. And yeah. I'm worried because yeah. I'm worried that like my muscle memory has now changed so sure. that the, the different circumference of the ball mm-hmm. is going to affect it. Sure. Do you have any advice for somebody throwing a first pitch? Because I'm... Kind of terrified. My overall, my overall, my overall advice because I've, I've never thrown one, but every time I see the blunders and all that, mm-hmm. just get it to the plate. Yeah, get it, uh, get it across the plate. It, in don't the try, air. don't try to impress anyone. No, yeah. don't try, get it there. Get it across the plate in the air, and 
sleep right, easy, in the air. Don't skip it. Sleep easier knowing that it doesn't matter how bad you are or how great you are. Regardless, Hardigan is going to smack your ass. With oh, my gosh, She is going to smoke it So down if, the pipe. if you guys don't know this, Aaron Hardigan, you, you should know this. Aaron Hardigan, uh, my colleague on Fox Sports Southwest, uh, she played softball at West Texas A&M. Um, and, yeah, you're done. And she's gonna yeah. she's gonna pipe it. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like like she's eighty two miles an hour. Yeah, she's proven she still got. She's it. putting it in under the hands. It yeah. really is. Yeah, Renner's the one I'm interested in. Sure, because Renner's Renner's like he's first of all he's huge. Right. He's like six four. Right. He's probably two forty. Sure. He's built. Yeah. But I don't know if he's athletic. Right. And so all I, my number one thing is I cannot bounce it. That's the right, number right. one thing. Has to get there. If to it the gets air. there, even if it's a lollipop, it's got to get right. there. Right. That's the number one That's thing. That's all that matters. And like I said, there's no reason to put pressure on yourself because you could throw the greatest pitch of your life. It won't matter. Hardigan's going to smoke you. It right. won't matter. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to smoke you. I'm, uh, but my, my number one, if I, I will be, it'll be a D plus if I sail the catcher all the way to the backstop. Yeah. Right. It is a F minus if I bounce it. Right. So if I'm going to miss, you got to miss high. Now I'm always curious about this. Have they talked to you at all about like, are you going to have a chance to warm up? So that's a thing. I don't know. Uh, see, I'm not, right. I'm not for that though. I need to. I right. need to throw a little I'm, bit. Right. Because like, like tomorrow, the famous, right, right. the famous George W. Bush pitch after mm-hmm. 9/11. They said he was in the batting cage before right. mm-hmm. pumping heaters. Yeah. yeah. Like he was ready to go. Yeah. yeah. I would want that. I would want a chance to play catch somewhere and get loose so that I knew I could just... Yeah, because, like, I mean, and, and you're a former baseball player. Yeah. If you just go out there and throw, it's your first throw of the game right. of the day, even the best players in the world, you may not know where it's going. Right. I could, I'm not, yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about just walking up there and lollipopping it. Yeah. I, it'd be easy. It'd yeah. be right on the money. Right. You know, you just... Here's 60 miles an hour. That's what I'm going to do, I think. I think, like, now I want to warm up still. When is this game? This is Sunday. Sunday. It's actually on Fox Sports Southwest. I will be back in time. It's actually on Fox Sports Southwest. I got a wedding Uh, this weekend. I was going to say we all needed to be at that game. I'll see. Just heckling you. Just booing. Yeah. Just talk to to Groobs and see who we got to talk to to be in the front row just screaming at you that you you stink. So come on out. So come on out to the Frisco Rough Riders game. On Sunday, and um, make me even more nervous uh, as I throw a first pitch. I like so. it. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Okay, guys, the college football season is fast approaching. And, um, in fact, there is a game... Yeah, well, actually, because Rice has a game in week zero. Yes. Um, so there's a yeah. game in like 10 days. Yeah. Less than 10 days, maybe. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, we Rice, should probably tell our college football writer about that. We probably that. should. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we've got, we've got college football coming up here pretty quickly. Uh, of course, there are 12 FBS teams in the state. Um, how many change coaches this offseason? A&M, UTEP. Three? SMU. Rice. Four. Rice. 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 Is that that's it? it, right? That sounds like it. I'm sure I'm forgetting yeah. one. No, that sounds um, right. that sounds right. That's it. Four. Yeah. So there's 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 12 FBS teams in the, in the the state. Coaches obviously are under different amounts of um, different amounts of pressure. For example, I would say that of the coaches who are under the least amount of pressure, yeah, probably Gary Patterson, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, 
it w- he would not prefer if they go four and eight, right? But he's not getting fired. Yeah, they could go zero and twelve, and he's not getting fired. Right, right. he's got tenure basically. Yeah. He's probably the least worried about uh, you know uh, under the most pressure to win. I would agree. Although he also does have arguably the best team. Right. Although losing Ross Blacklock yesterday to an Achilles injury is not, not good, not helpful. Yeah. In any case, I want to hear from you guys. Uh-huh. Which of the twelve FBS te- coaches in the state? do you think are under the most pressure to win in 2018? I think the obvious answer is obviously Cliff. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to start with Cliff. But I'm going to start that whole argument with my long-standing opinion that there's no reason he should be under pressure, that if he goes 6-6, six and six, it's fine, that I don't think Tech can do better than him. Right. Like, yeah. You're not, you, you could theoretically hire the hot name, Seth Luttrell. Right. But – can you realistically expect him to do that much better? I don't think Consistently. so. Consistently. Like, I really don't. And I'm a big proponent of Bill Connolly's theory at SB Nation and Podcast Ain't Playing Nobody. That if you have someone who's clearly a very good coach and a bright football mind, which Cliff clearly is. He's probably one of the top three offensive football minds in the country. Right. You just keep finding ways to give him the right resources to figure out the combination that will make him a successful head coach, a more successful head coach. You don't. Yeah. Start over and try and hire someone else who might get you one more win a season. Especially someone who, by the way, isn't going to leave for a bigger job. Right. Like if they mm-hmm. if they go unbeaten right. or one loss, if they have that you know that Mike Leach Graham Harrell right. season, he's not leaving. Cliff is tied to Tech. Yeah. He's staying yeah. at Tech no yeah. matter what. Seth Latrell, you can't necessarily promise that. Yeah. Like and you can go and get another and, guy. And I think you're right. It's like I think a lot of fans. Love the idea, not love the idea, but they they get enamored with the idea of what's over the next horizon. Right, right. right? Grass is always greener. But mm-hmm. yeah. if you're tech, who are you absolutely sure one you can get? Right, and two that would be better than Cliff Kingsbury. Right, and I mean basically like right now, if if they were to, if they were to fire Cliff Kingsbury today, right, or if right. it's it's December tenth, they right. fire Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. The first name on that list is probably going to be, depending on how SMU season goes, it's probably going to be Sonny Dykes. Right. Right? This is yeah. a guy who, obviously, he's the son of, 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 of a tech legend. Yeah. He's going to have a lot of ties Seth there. Luttrell. Seth Luttrell. Seth going to be on that list. And as much as I love Seth Luttrell, this, I mean, it's a different, it's a different right. ball game. Right. The other thing about Cliff Kingsbury, he will be unemployed for exactly two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Because Nick Saban is going to call him and hire him as his offensive yeah. coordinator in two seconds. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I agree with you that he's under the most pressure, but I don't I, I don't think he should be. Right. Because I think that I think if Tech were to hang with him, I think that that's like he's probably the best that they can have right now, in my opinion. Right. Because like last year, <clears throat> last year, what was their problem? Their problem was their offense wasn't as amazing as it has been. Right. Correct. Like that. That's the standard. Right. right. Their defense was fine. And their offense was just below awesome. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So you're, so you're gonna fire him for not producing an absolutely stellar offense that mm-hmm. he's produced the past couple of years. Like that's yeah. That's so yeah, it's bad reason. I so, don't know. It always starts that way, and I always come back to this is the most ridiculous place to start because I just don't think it makes right. that much sense. Right. So here's a guy who I think is is legit under pressure to win this year. As I turn to Ishmael Johnson. Oh, <laughs> Here we go. It's Everett Withers at oh, Texas yeah. State. Yeah. Um, back-to-back two and ten years. Now, admittedly, he inherited a program that needed a jump start. He inherited mm-hmm. a program that is in a lot, was in a lot of ways a fixer-upper. Sure. They needed to get to that next level. But there was 
you can make an argument they were worse his second year than they were his first year. Mm-hmm. That at the very least, his first year, you saw some flashes. You could see 20, 2017 felt like a step back. I feel like, and, and you're as locked into that program as anybody, mm-hmm. I feel like Texas State, like Everett Withers, needs to win. I'm not saying a bowl game, right. but he's got he's to do better than 2-10 and 10 this year or else it's going to get real, real, real hot in his seat. Right. The, yeah, the, it needs to be at least four wins, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, four, five keeps him keeps him there and it kind of shows okay this process is working the biggest thing is still going to be that quarterback position you know they have three legitimate contenders right now with willie jones jalen gibson and tyler vitt true freshman and apparently according to everything i'm reading it's almost kind of a deadlock which i don't know if that's a good or bad thing because willie jones is the guy with experience you'd figure he would be the guy to plug in um but apparently jalen gibson from mejia is making making waves and then tyler vitt from uh san antonio MacArthur is also making waves who knows i think there was a there was a defensive coordinator change as well chris woods from oklahoma i believe he was an assistant there comes in as the new coordinator last year they showed some great flashes on defense who knows if that takes a step back but I agree. Like he is under pressure to like he had he had two years to say okay this is a project this is you know they're playing a lot of guys who aren't necessarily FBS caliber or they're young they're too young to contribute mm-hmm. right now. But now he's getting up to that scholarship limit of okay now we're having a full roster now we have players who can play at this level and they're getting they're older now so it is it's kind of a make or break year to see what's happening there. Two other guys that kind of spring to mind for different reasons a little bit of off the board picks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Major Applewhite's under some pressure this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, if they don't take a big step forward. If they don't take that big step forward, then people are going to start hemming and hawing yep. about, like, oh, we had Tom Herman. You know right, what I mean? And, right. yeah. and this is a, 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 a or team. Had, or you had Kendall Bryles. Yes. You yeah. had Kendall Bryles. Yeah. This is and, – and, and there's pressure to win because you have brought in a bit of a – you made a risky move. You made a risky move. Mm-hmm. You yeah. brought in a guy who's a bit of a, 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 a firebrand. Right. Yeah. And if you bring him in and it doesn't work out – by the way, with your last year of maybe the best player you've had on campus since David Klingler or Andre right. Ware yeah. um, in Ed Oliver, then things start to get a little bit dicey. He's not, yeah. I don't think they're going to fire him, mm-hmm. but I do think that if they have a 7-5 and five year... That's what I was going to say. If it's 6-6, six 7-5, six, and five, I mean, they fired Levine for less seven, than that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah. there's, there's something there. There's and a quick trigger there, the quicker o- than people realize. The other one that I'll say... And and obviously this is a very different situation. I think Matt rules under some pressure. That I think last year, I think Baylor fans have come to grips with. Okay, last year was the necessary crappy year. Mm-hmm. It was going to happen. It was inevitable. Everything that could go wrong did go Maybe wrong. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. As maybe it was worse than we thought it could right. be. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily a. It's not necessarily a super-duper surprise looking back on right. it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now I feel like those excuses are gone. You've mm-hmm. played those cards. Right. And I'm not saying he's got to go 9-2 and two or 9-3. and three. But what I am saying is that this Baylor team has to look like it is significantly better and that it's put that Right. 2017 debacle behind. They have them. to look yeah. like they've been in the system for two years for going on. Yes. Two years. Plus, I think the flirting with the NFL thing is not going to buy him any extra favors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that I completely forgot about that could Const- make yeah, could yeah. make the situation a little more tense than it needs to be. Right. Yeah. And 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 you look at their schedule and and you know I'm, I think in the magazine I think we have them going either five and seven or six and six I can't remember. Oh, yeah. But like basically. 
there are there are two games, like at the there are three games really that at the very least, especially three of the first four. Um, I know which one you're looking that at. That you absolutely positively um, need to win. You need to beat Abilene Christian. Duh. Right? You need to beat Kansas at home. Um, and I would argue that you need to go to UTSA and beat UTSA. Right. That's the one I was yep. looking at. You need to beat UTSA this year. Here, here's the problem. If you drop one of those, especially with Duke kind of in there as yeah. well, which is very much of a turn game for them. If you drop one of those... You could be very realistically looking at like a three and nine, right? And I got to be honest: if it's three and nine, hot, 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 it gets hot real hot, real hot. Because yeah. then they start saying, "All right, are you even that good of a coach right. to begin with?" Right? Is that fair? No, but a lot of things are honestly. Fair. Honestly, you have to start looking. Does he start looking at that situation? It's like, right. well, this isn't maybe very easy. Right. Yeah. Like, right. There's that other side of it too, yeah. of like. Because I do, I do believe that like there are other programs that would like to have Matt Rule in charge. Absolutely. And if he, if if they struggle in twenty in twenty eighteen, Baylor struggles in twenty eighteen, he may start looking around right. and being like, so I could go be the coach at at Troy, yeah, and 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 kind of build up my resume again, and yeah. be, maybe I'm just you know I'm this walk poor, into a better situation, walk into a better situation here, exactly. Yeah. We'll see how that happens. I tend to think they're going to be better. I think that they're. I think all signs point to Baylor being better. Yeah. But I do think that there is a little bit of pressure on him to to win um, yeah. in twenty eighteen. I got one that's not necessarily pressure to win, but a pressure to not step back. It's just because I've seen this before, Tom Herman. Oh yeah, yeah. he. Mm-hmm. We saw this with Charlie Strong's first year. Mm-hmm. You know, the only difference was Herman won his bowl game. Charlie lost his bowl right. game. So winning record yes. versus losing right. record. But what happened that off? What what happened that off season with Charlie Strong? Good recruiting class. Everyone's starting to get a little hyped. Yeah. Because the previous, I believe, Mac's last recruiting class, or Charlie, I guess, Charlie's technical, his, technically his first year, that 2014 year, um, they fell out of the top 10. They had, like, it was just not a good, not a very yep. well-rated class. Yep. The next year, back in the top 10, of course, Herman this year, I believe he was top five. Mm-hmm. A lot of, you know, a lot of good vibes around the program right now, just like with Charlie Strong the year before. Questions at quarterback. Obviously, there's probably more talent this year at quarterback, but... Yep. You can't go into this off season again, and I'm going to say you can't really have that. You know, the hovering around 500. I'm not saying yeah. you got to win 10, 11, yeah, but you got to have seven, eight. It's got to look. You got to. You got to look a little better. He's not under the most pressure. I think if they don't win, I think if they don't win eight games, people are going to start freaking out. Right. It, yeah. Exactly. It's got. It's got to look like you're taking those steps in the right direction. Yeah, right. It's. It's kind of like. It's kind of like with Jimbo Fisher, right? Yeah. Jimbo Fisher does not need to be. Does not need to win a national championship in 2017. Right. Or 2018, rather. He can't do it in 2017. Yeah. We don't have the technology. Um, <laughs> he tried. They didn't do it very well. <laughs> in 20, he, he does not need to win a, a, a national championship this year. Yeah. But I think for A&M fans to feel like the investment that they have put forward in, in Jimbo Fisher, to feel like that is worthy, they will need to show that they are moving forward. They don't need to beat Alabama, but they can't get beat 59 to nothing. Right. They don't need to beat Clemson, but they can't get beat 59 to nothing. Right. They don't need to to win the SEC West, but they need to beat Arkansas. Right. And they need to they need to challenge LSU and they need to beat the teams that they should beat. Um, that is to me that's going to be a lot more of a feel thing than it will be a a results thing. And I think Tom Herman's that same way. Yeah. That even if, you know, I don't think I don't think Texas is winning the Big 12 this year, right. but they need to look like a contender or at least a team on the come up. And to his credit last year, you know, aside from the Maryland game, 
it wasn't a terrible season. No. Right? You had you were close against you at USC. You were close at uh, against Oklahoma. You were yep. close against Oklahoma State. Yep. They were there. Yep. That could easily somehow manifest itself into yeah. a eleven win season, a ten win yeah. season somehow. But right. you definitely can't have a six win season Correct. after yeah. coming off all this good hype. I think it, yeah, I think you have to win eight before the bowl season. Right. Starts. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that's I absolutely think, right. I think if he does that, I think everyone's cool. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. That is a little bit of talk of hot seats, I guess, in on on August sixteenth. So <laughs> that's fun. Make make sure you go back and play this podcast on um on December sixteenth and sound uh <laughs> just think about how how dumb we sound. That'll be fun. I'm trying to think of who we didn't talk about that suddenly is like. Um, I mean, well, I mean, the only reason. Kevin so, so let's, come let's, up let's run through. We talked about he, Baylor. He we talked about, about Houston. Uh, Seth Luttrell is kind of under pressure, but only kind of his own personal pressure. Right. That like hey, if he good again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If he wants to have if he, if if Seth Luttrell wants to have that be the the ne- the hot name next mm-hmm. offseason, then he's have a great year. I guess there's some pressure there. I'm kind of curious on what the pressure is of Frank Wilson. There's some pressure, I think. Because um, I mean, there, there, there's. I think there's some notion that they are kind of in a rebuilding year. But they're, but, but, but UTSA fans, you talk to them, they're ready for the jump, right? They, and I, they've I, been I ready think for they the were, jump. they wanted it last year, and I think that with the Al Borges hire, I think they, they kind of felt that that was a move a little a year too late mm-hmm. because right. the offense really held them back right. last year. They lost Marcus Davenport. Yep. They lost that game breaker type player to where. You see UTSA playing in a bowl game, and this eight—you know—usually you see this eight-win team, and you're like, "That's a guy that right. you know let him there." They really yeah. don't have that guy. I guess Josiah Tawafa could be that. You know, mm-hmm. if he has a resurgent year, um, but it's kind of—I'm really curious to see what their expectations are for this year, especially after losing Frank Harris mm-hmm. at quarterback. So, what happens there? Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really curious to see what their expectations are. I think so. As far as what their floor is. Yeah, I I mean, I I think that Rice and UTEP don't really have too many expectations, except you just don't look like a trash fire. Right, right. Um, Look like an FBS program. SMU is interesting, but I also think there's going to be a little bit of grace given because there's a lot. They're losing a lot. Um, You know, TCU, we talked about Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, Texas State, and that's all of them. So we did it. Good job, guys. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider 1995 for an entire year. That's 1995 for an entire year. If you can, if you want to make that a monthly payment, then it's 1995 divided by 12. I'm not your calculator. And, um, but you, you get uh, two magazines mailed directly to you, the Summer Magazine and the Recruiting Edition. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer projections of every Texas high school football game, computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, um, Dave Campbell's Texas Football um, Insider stuff, expanded previews from the from the magazine, uh, an exclusive preview or excuse, exclusive podcast rather with Matt Stepp and I um, talking high school football every week. You won't want to miss it. TexasFootball.com is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. A couple weeks ago, we had the opportunity to sit down at THSDA Coaching School Convention with the head coach of a team with big expectations this year. After I think a disappointing twenty and seventeen, uh, Coach Rickland Holmes of the John Tyler Lions Cujo is going to roar again in twenty eighteen. Here's our conversation with John Tyler Coach Rickland Holmes here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tupper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention here with the head coach of Cujo, the John Tyler Lions. How y'all doing, Coach Rickland Holmes? Coach. The last time we saw you coaching a game, and I hate to bring up a sore subject, <laughs> you're playing Tyler Lee. Playing Tyler Lee. 
And I remember you set off like a firestorm in East Texas about like after the game, you were like, I just don't even know if I'm going to come back or something along those lines. <laughs> Do you remember this? What I told them was I'm going to weigh all my options and <laughs> I'm going to make sure that I make the best decision for me and my family. And here you are, here back again. I'm back. G- Cujo. And uh, so what are you doing here? Why, why, you know, why, th- this is the easy question. Why is John Tyler right for Rickland Holmes? This is my home. Yeah. It is. Uh, I, have a, I have a daughter that's going to be a junior this year. Mm-hmm. And I felt like uh, it just wasn't the right time to do anything else different. Mm-hmm. And then with the opportunities that presented themselves to me, uh, I felt like that uh, it wasn't a right fit for our family at the time. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, you know, I think we're going we're gonna to at least be there another two years. Mm-hmm. I know that for sure because uh, I've already given that promise to her that mm-hmm. she can graduate from John Tyler. <laughs> uh, now, after that, yeah. you never know. Well, you know, one of the things that I always, and I always love talking about you because you're a straight shooter. Oh, yeah. You are, you are, yeah, you're not, you're not a BSer. You know, you're not, a, you're not going to, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be a straight shooter. And so let's, let's be straight about last year. Yeah. Last year, five and five, lot, a lot of programs, five and five is okay. Yeah. Not for us. Not a John Tyler. Not for us. That's very disappointing. Yeah. So, so how do you go from that and how do you put that in the past? Well, first of all, you have an amazing offseason like we just had. I, I think uh, our kids, really understood why we went five and five mm-hmm. and the way they worked they worked to make sure that we don't go five and five again mm-hmm. uh, our spring was focused i think it's the best spring we've had uh, probably since greg warden was there mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh knowing what we we're doing doing it right being consistent at doing it uh and and knowing a little different scenario than last year you know going into there with two quarterbacks you know, and this year we're going in with the guy, mm-hmm. and we know he's the guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a that's a better feeling. Mm-hmm. That's the that, that clears up that uncertainty that a lot of coaches have uh, a lot of the time when they start that first practice, getting ready for the season. What was the vibe like around the program during the off season? What was it? You know, some places you go in there and it's it's, it's casual. Some places you go in there and they're angry. Some, what, what was the what, what was the vibe you got around summer? Focus, workouts? focus, focus. Mm-hmm. I, I think our kids, like I said, they they understood. They understood why we went five and five, mm-hmm. and they knew that the things that happened last off season, that happened last spring, led up to that, and that leads up to our slogan for this year: mm-hmm. Justify eighteen. You know, I, I felt like we justified why we went 5-5, five and five. Mm-hmm. and the kids knew that too. And now that we're going through the offseason and we're going through the spring and we're going through the summer that we just went through, they are justifying why they won't go 5-5 five and five again. Mm-hmm. They are justifying why they should be one of the top five or ten teams in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. They're justifying why they're hungry to win a district championship. They're justifying why – they're going to get rid of that bad taste in their mouth yeah. and let people know that, uh, you know, John Tyler ran into a bump in the road, but that ain't stopped us. Mm-hmm. And you guys, how much, I guess the best way to put it, how much weight do you put in the, the drop-in class? You guys are moving down from 6A down to 5A. Uh, is that something that you say, yeah, that'll help, or is it just it's tough football anywhere you play? It's, it's a little bit of both, yeah. you know, because football is football. Yeah. You know, you, you look at a team like Carthage. Yeah. which is 4A. Mm-hmm. I think Carson can play with any 6A program in the nation, not just Texas, but the nation. Mm-hmm. So you look at programs like that, and then you see the classifications difference, and there's really no difference in football talent 
in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's difference in numbers, and I think that's what helps us out mm-hmm. because now we we're more matched up with people who have a depth that's mm-hmm. closer to the depth that we have, and I think that's what helps us out. You know, one of the things that I I always your teams are always so interesting because every one of your teams are different. Every one of your teams, you are you are one of the you know. Everyone says we fit personnel to scheme, or we fit scheme to personnel. Yep. Maybe nobody commits as much as you do. That you will make sure that you that whatever you got that will do well, we're going to put them in position to win. With that as the backdrop, what is this John Tyler team going to look like? What are you guys going to hang your hat on? What is what are we going to be talking about? That you know, you guys are three rounds deep in the playoffs, and it's because you guys do this. We're going to play physical defense. Yep. We're going to play physical defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that uh, with the personnel that we're going to put on the field, we're going to be fast, and we're going to be bigger than we have been. I think that's going to help us out a lot, especially when you're going against the teams that we're going to be going against early in the season to test that out. Uh, and then offensively, we're going to go back to our old old ways. You know, we're going to, we're going to have a quarterback back there that can make plays. He's going to be electric. Uh, we have receivers surrounded around him that he's going to be able to stretch the field to. Uh, and we have a plethora of running backs right now. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think right now this is the first team where we've had a five-deep running back stable to where it doesn't matter who's back there, they're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. You guys are in one of the most unique districts in the world, uh, District 75A Division One. We kind of saw it coming. I'm sure you kind of had an inkling. This we had could, an idea. You had an idea that it could be like this. text message and, and Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and that step's kind of filling you in. From Texarkana to Mesquite. Little drop right here. I think Matt Stepp. <laughs> listen, listen, Let's go. I think Matt Stepp has taken my wife. You hear me? And I mean that. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Because she feel like he is the guru <laughs> of football. Do you understand me? <laughs> Listen, she had a question for me, and she was she didn't even finish the question. She said, "You know what? Never mind. I will check Matt's Twitter." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa! See, <laughs> just forget your husband, the head football coach. You know, don't, yeah, don't worry. Forget about me. That. Yeah, you've you know, been the coach. No, you'll just ask Step. You'll just, just see his Step. Twitter." You're, you're being accused. You're being accused of, of 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 causing marital strife in the Holmes household. He's he's wa- he's raising his hands. He's I really wish we head. had a dedicated step hand. <laughs> step hand. All right. So you're you're getting text messages. You're getting all things like that. Let's go to Matt Step and his reaction to this. That's him. You now he's, he's waving it off. All right. Waving it off. Here's the thing. You guys are in the one of the craziest districts in the state. You can fit the state of Massachusetts between all these places. Yes, you can. Overnight trips. How does that how does that factor in? How does that how does that change what you guys are gonna be? What are, what are you guys gonna look like? I think uh, overall it gets us ready for what we want to do, mm-hmm. which is make deep runs in the playoff. Mm-hmm. And we're used to traveling. That's one of the things that we, we've always known that we can handle mm-hmm. is traveling. And then when you look at our schedule, our schedule uh, we got six games on the road. You know, and mm-hmm. with that being said, it was scheduled that way because of the leadership that we have coming this year mm-hmm. and the leadership that we're going to have to create next year. Yeah. So when you're doing that, you want to be at home. You want to be in a comfort zone so that kids can learn a little bit quicker than they normally would have. But when you have a dedicated team like we have coming back, a leadership-led team like we have coming back that can handle being on the road, going to Cedar Hill, going to Euless, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, going to go play Texas High and mm-hmm. doing it in that fashion, 
now you, you set yourself up for success. I, I want to know, because it seems like every single year you guys have a kid who comes out of nowhere and ends up being the kid we're talking about. Yeah. At least, well, when you guys are, are John Tyler, yeah. when, you, have the, when, you, when you, you meet the standard. Who's that guy this year? Who's the guy that we're going to be talking about in week nine? Hey, you know, John Tyler, they're off to a really great start. They look really good, and it's because of this kid. Who is, who's the guy we're going to be talking about? Man, that's, 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 that's going to be a big question because I got off the top of my head right now, three popped in my head. Okay. The quarterback. Yep. Devlin Woods. Mm-hmm. Cadillac. Yep. He's smooth for a reason. You know, I think a lot of people are going to know him. Cadillac. Uh, and on the defensive side of the ball, Jabralyn Yarber. Yeah. He, he was our starting right tackle. He played sporadically on defense last year, but he's going to be a mainstay this year. Mm-hmm. And then the surprise person. All right. This the is surprise person is going to be Kadarian Asbell. Okay. Because he is going to be a guy that you're going to notice on offense, mm-hmm. but you're going to feel him on defense. I like that. I like that. It's Rickland Holmes and John Tyler. Got to wrap it up with the Dick Sporting Goods Uh-oh. question wheel. Uh-oh, there we get go. this thing. Nothing on here that's going to get you fired. All right, all right. So give this thing, give this thing a spin. Give we'll it see a what spin. see what it lands on for Rickland Holmes and John there Tyler. DickSportingGoods.com is where you can get all Bam. your stuff. All right, you're going out. You're eating Mexican food. What's your go-to order at a Mexican food restaurant? I'm going to Abuelos at okay. the Cumberland uh-huh. Plaza in uh-huh. Tyler, Texas. Okay. No, we, we, didn't, we didn't necessarily need that, but go on. Yeah, and I'm going to go get me a burrito mm-hmm. and a two puffy tacos. Puffy tacos. Puffy tacos. I like it. Got to like have it. I like it. What's where are you where are you eating most often in, in when you're eating out there in Tyler? Abuelos. Abuelos. I love Abuelos. That's your, that's your go-to. That's my go-to spot. All right. You guys heard it here first. Abuelos. Advertise Abuelo. with Dave Campbell's Texas football, spot. and you can use this as. Uh, there we as, go. as a commercial. He's Rickland Holmes of the John Tyler Lions. You will see them this season and uh, probably roaring back. Coach, appreciate your time, man. Go cool, Joe. Hey, thanks, man. Thank y'all for having me. There he is, Rickland Holmes, the head coach, the John Tyler Lions. Big pressure to win out there. And um, he, one thing I always like about Coach Holmes, he'll shoot you straight. Yep. He no does, delusions. He is he's not here to win friends. He's what no. here he's here to, to win football games. And so uh, excited to see what he does in twenty eighteen out there with his lines. Appreciate him stopping by the Dave Campbell's Texas football booth at the THSEA coaching school and convention. That is going to do it that is going to do it for us. Thanks to Max, thanks to Ish, and thanks to you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for the 607th episode spectacular on Texas Football Today.